Connecting at VU. Conversations on feeling at home. We are in the middle of the corona crisis. How long ago was it that you met someone for the first time or that you started something new? Have you ever been in a position where you felt an outsider and uncertain? Research from the Diversity Office in 2019 showed how students from different backgrounds in terms of gender, sexuality, class, nationality, ethnicity, able-bodiedness and political beliefs felt less at home at the university. How can we overcome obstacles that students experience in relation to diversity? In this podcast, we are going to look at how we can create inclusive spaces in which everybody feels at home. Join me, Geertje Hulsebos, on a journey where I will explore these questions with students Marina van Vupright and Dashiell Siratan, a student of color from the medical faculty. With them, I will discuss their perspectives on diversity and belonging. Next, I will discuss with Rachel Stoffelsen how to break out of your own bubble. And finally, I explore with diversity experts Karen van Ouderhover van der Zee and Selen Tjakmak what is needed to connect with each other regardless of our differences. And of course, like every new journey, things may get bumpy along the way, but isn't that true for the most interesting journeys? The VU is one of the most diverse universities in the Netherlands. But what approach is needed to give such a diverse group of students a feeling of belonging, so that they can be themselves? Dashiell, I would like to start with you. Can you tell me a bit more on what diversity means to you and how it relates to your sense of belonging at the VU? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so I heard you say that, you know, the VU is very diverse and I think that's really, really true. Um, I'm a medical student and I can see that in my faculty as well. A lot of students are people of color. Um, only the representation within um, like staff members or teachers or professors. Yeah, it doesn't really match with the amount of diversity within the student population, as well as sometimes um representation within like the knowledge that we get taught or the the um, the materials so I think that the VU can do a little bit better uh, on that part. And what would be a suggestion uh, of you to be more diverse and inclusive? Yeah so um, well I'm always going to refer to the medical faculty because obviously I don't know about other studies um, but in within my study um, for example I have a really good example we in the first subject of the first year we get taught about um, dermatology so which is like diseases of the skin and then we get taught all these different skin diseases and how they look but most of the pictures are on people of white skin or on white skin and I remember that I in that first year I was like why am I not seeing a picture of a darker skin color meaning black or brown skin color um, as my my whole surroundings like my family has brown skin color so now if my mom for example would come to me and say like what is this rash I would not know what it is because we don't get taught um, how to recognize these skin diseases on other skin colors so I think that is like a really good example of what could be changed. 
So if I understand you correctly, you are saying that having a more diverse uh, curriculum and examples, uh, that this would really help you to feel more included. Marina, um, you're not only a FU student, but you're also active in FU Pride. Uh, can you tell something about FU Pride? What do you do at the moment? Yeah, sure. Um, so FU Pride is the LGBTQIA plus um, network for students and employees at the Vrije Universiteit Amsterdam. And um, we mostly aim to create a safe and inclusive environment for all members of the LGBTQIA plus community at the campus. Uh, and by do doing so, we aspire to contribute to a university full of diversity uh, in which everyone shares understanding and tolerance for each other. And in what ways is diversity important to an LGBTQIA plus friendly FU campus? Mm, well, I think that diversity, um, I think it's really important for people to feel at home at the campus. And I think that diversity plays a big role in that subject. Um, I remember uh, walking to uh, the FU uh, two years ago to my to my lecture and seeing the LGBTQ or the pride flag waving in front of the FU. And I remember feeling um, safe and at home, even though it's still quite a small uh, gesture or small activity that they um, did. But it's, yeah, I think it's something that you recognize uh, and it makes you feel at home. So I think it's really important to uh, share this with every student. And in what ways is diversity important to Free Pride? Um, well, I think that um, by having many different people um, or by including many different people, um, you have different perspectives on different subjects. I guess that a lot of different people um, um, with different backgrounds, uh, ethnicity, religion, sexuality, gender, um, share different um, insights into different things, topics. Um, and I think it's very important to include uh, these, all these people um, to, yeah, to break the stereotypes mostly um, and to share information and knowledge and feelings. Um, yeah, I think that that's the most important thing to do. Rago, in the interview with the diversity office, uh, you told how important it is to break out of your own white bubble. Uh, can you tell me more about it? Why, why you think that? Uh, yeah, I think it's very important to uh have ideas that may be questioned by others. And well, to me personally, I uh, am surrounded by a lot of people that are like-minded and that are white and that are uh, that have the same opinion as I have. Um, but I remember when I had a, a course in September with a lot of uh, other people with different backgrounds, different cultures, different, uh, different ideas about the world that I was surprised by how much we resembled and um, well, of course, there were differences, but I think that, uh, well, it's not as awkward or um, scary as it might felt for me in the first place. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it might be a barrier to break out from it because it might feel uncomfortable because, well, the, the characteristic 
of a bubble is that uh, everything is inside of it. So mm -hmm. you don't know outside of your bubble and what's outside of the safe space that you're in. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and the, well, there might be a lot of beautiful ideas or different people mm -hmm. that are outside of it. So you uh, you have to break out from it to to see that, I think. Uh, and you mm -hmm. don't know what's outside of it if you're if you're staying safe inside. Yeah, you only see the beauty of it when you step outside of of yeah. this bubble and actually connect with uh, with people with different backgrounds. And um, uh, in doing this, so this course in September, uh, what what have helped you to um, uh, to get in touch with them and to actually st step out of this bubble? Um, well, I have to say that um, I did not choose to really break out from it, but it was more like I was put in a situation where. People told about their own stories. It was a course about storytelling, and people told about their like life stories, small or big stories. And um, so, uh, yeah, people told in a way that I was very moved by it, and I really felt like I could really resemble with uh, the stories they told me, um, despite the differences in cultures that we had. Yeah. So. Um... You're saying that sometimes you uh, need to be put in a situation with these different perspectives in order also to see um, uh, the beauty of it and to learn from it and also to, to develop yourselves and, and your perspectives on certain problems. Karen, uh, you are both uh, Dean and Vice Rector at the moment, but you have also been the first uh, Chief Diversity Officer at the VU. Can you tell uh, a bit more uh, what it was like uh, to be the Chief Diversity Officer? Yes, well, uh, I think it's uh, it's nice if I say a little bit about what I uh, uh, encountered mm -hmm. when I started in my role. Uh, we, uh, When I started, we did uh, a diversity scan to kind of monitor the situation in the VU. And what we found was first that there were many uh, people and many staff members that thought that investing in particularly cultural diversity would go at the expense of quality. Uh, and I'm really happy that we were able to twist that. And I think right now it's clear and also the board is very convincing in stating that diversity is helping us to increase quality rather than that it goes at the expense of quality. So people by then were, for example, afraid that we would become a black school or the quality of our research would go down. And fortunately that changed. A second thing that uh, was clear was that students came to the VU because uh, students of migrant uh, families uh, came to the VU because they thought the VU was really an inclusive environment. And when you walk around at the VU, and that was also in that time, you see a lot of cultural diversity. So uh, that appealed to them. But when going to classes and they experienced also that many uh, uh, teachers still had a difficult time uh, teaching them in an inclusive way. Mm -hmm. So they sometimes felt excluded in the classroom. And thirdly, uh, we also found that uh, women, uh, female staff members, um, felt uh, not completely included. So mm -hmm. they had the feeling that they were different 
from the norm. Um, and uh, they really felt a need to be in more included in the organization and to have more inclusive leadership. Mm -hmm. So those were three observations that also uh, made the start of my uh, uh, actions as a, a chief diversity officer. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, a final uh, question uh, that I have is, what next step uh, needs to be taken for uh, a more in uh, inclusive view? Yes, well, I think that um, uh, the VU is in a comparative way not doing bad. When you compare mm -hmm. that to other universities, we are doing quite well. But I think that no one will deny that when you walk around at the VU, uh, the staff is still very white. <laughs> so I think that uh, raising the uh, cultural diversity among staff is really one of the top priorities that uh, needs to be on the agenda of uh, the new chief diversity officer. And another thing that I think is very important is that um, we had, uh, well, the Black Lives Matter movement. And that also raised a lot of emotions and concerns in people. And I think it's really important to listen to those concerns and, and really doing something with them, but at the same time also not ending up in an us-them distinction in which black is good and white is wrong. So mm -hmm. I think it's very important to keep being connected while at the same time really looking how we can fasten things up because I can really relate to those feelings of anger and disappointment. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, to summarize it a bit, um, uh, we have come uh, quite far since 2014, but still uh, a lot needs to be uh, uh, done to become really inclusive and even more diverse than the view already is. Yes, and I think even in 2014, we, we were doing much better than uh, other universities are doing. So in that sense, it was not a, a very bad situation. But I don't believe that this is uh, a topic that is easily being solved. Mm -hmm. So I think it will take a couple of years before yeah. we are really inclusive. And that's also uh, natural because uh, the natural tendencies of organizations is to, to foster homogeneity. And that's also what we as human beings do. We like being around people who are just like us. So in order to become an open place for people who differ from each other, that's really an adventure. Uh, and I think it's worth the endeavor. Uh, but we also have to be conscious that we are making mistakes all the time. It's a long road and we have to keep being active and, and having conscious effort uh, to make this uh, university uh, the most inclusive place of uh, at least the Netherlands. Yeah. And Selen, you are an international uh, student from Turkey, uh, who also has a seat at the University Student Council. Uh, can you tell us a bit about the latest development uh, at the VU regarding diversity and inclusion? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I think there are several developments that are currently taking place at VU. I don't think I can point out just one, but... Um, for example, as the student council, we are trying to bring out the topic of diversity in a sense of research. So um, as you might have heard already, there has been several cases, for example, in medicine uh, faculty or 
um, in the uh, in my faculty actually behavioral and movemental sciences um, there has been several cases where you know these type of uh, exclusion um, issues has occurred and as the university student council we uh, we wrote a memorandum saying that you know we would like to have a more extensive research into this and it's still talked about so now we are uh, talking about unwanted behavior and how we can actually prevent this as mm-hmm. um, everybody and in these meetings we have the student council, we have um, diversity office, and uh, uh, we have executive board, we have uh, security. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, with these people, we try to talk about what has been occurring at FU on uh, individual cases, on, on faculty wide and 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 more. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that's been ongoing. Another one is, uh, of course, the 3D room that mm-hmm. uh, has been uh, in initiated uh, at FU. Uh, and it's uh, including of debate, dialogue and diversity. And it's uh, it's actually a very good initiative because they uh, have this program called Courageous Conversations. Mm-hmm. And um, they tend to talk about uh, all of these, uh, well, inclusivity uh, issues and, you know, courageous uh, in a courageous environment where there is a safe net during the conversation but you can still uh, freely talk about what's been going wrong from your perspective and mm. um, yeah it's it's actually quite helpful and one of the last discussions we had was about actually um, exclusion uh, during corona mm-hmm. towards international students especially uh, so that was quite interesting to see and um, it got quite emotional I must say <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, if I understand you correctly, you're saying that it's, you know, the uh, FU, you know, does good things with the 3D room and uh, the courageous conversations, but that uh, it isn't enough to talk about diversity. It should also really be integrated in, you know, uh, the assumptions teachers have and um, the way housing is organized for international students. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I know for a fact, for example, I... The reason why I chose FU uh, mm-hmm. before coming, because I was accepted to other Dutch universities as well, but the reason why I chose FU was because uh, of its diverse, uh, well, population, diverse uh, look into certain things. Uh, for example, one of the other things that we have is the mixed classroom educational model that is yeah. being uh, implemented currently. And I think that's just such a genius idea because now they are literally breaking down every single curriculum to uh, make it more diverse, to make mm-hmm. it more um, more suitable for a mixed classroom. Yeah. And yeah. And um, yeah, I have a, uh, I have a last uh, uh, question. Mm-hmm. So um, you've been uh, talking about different uh, initiatives, but uh, what next step needs to be taken for a more inclusive food? Can you give one example of what you think that is, uh, that is needed? Yeah. Um, well, I actually have a very simple, I think, answer for this, and mm-hmm. that is to um, not support the the very um, functional segregation that is occurring today. So, for example, putting international and Dutch students into different dorm buildings uh, or, you know, having it's OK to have a Dutch tract and an English tract in a program. But uh, why not initiate events to put all these student populations together so they can get to know each other? Yeah. Because, um, of course, there is this um, well separation happening because of the t- uh, certain maybe prejudices or maybe certain, uh, um, well, f- 
you know, first thoughts, you know, not feeling comfortable or uncomfortable, um, uh, that, you know, brings Dutch students away from international students or vice versa. So I think one of the best things we can do is to actually put these two different student populations together more mm -hmm. so that they can uh, integrate with each other more. Yeah. So not only di uh, diversity, but also real connection with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real inclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Now this concludes our conversation. I would like to thank Dashiell, uh, Marina and Rachel for their openness and honesty, and Karin and Selin for sharing their knowledge and perspectives. Allowing for diversity is not always easy. We are confronted with different views and experiences, which sometimes bring us in awkward situations. However, only by recognizing diversity can we break out of our bubbles and getting to know the people around us. In the end, our similarities are much bigger than our differences. You can listen to Connecting at VU on most podcasting platforms. Make sure to subscribe to stay posted and to join Zakia SNHG on the next episode on marginalization and exclusion in relation to diversity and belonging. This podcast was brought to you by researchers of the Diversity Office of the Vrije Universiteit Amsterdam in collaboration with VU Vereniging, VUFAM en VU Campus Radio. Researchers Geertje Hulsebos, Meerte van den Hey, Isminta Waldring en Sakia Essenhaji produced this podcast with the help of producer Mark Lemay. For more information and updates about diversity and inclusion at VU en VAM, please visit the website www.vu.nl slash diversity or make sure to follow them on Facebook or Instagram.